0: Yevomis mem mudalef. The Gemara quotes the following. He was the humish expert. Yes, we know in the Gemara, in tiny, he was used to teach children. And when he taught children, he asked the Shailach, can he stop or not? Uh, what's it called? Can he stop or not the departure? not giving a full Parsha. And the Korban Davkin Yerushalmi, writes that he was the Balkoira, so he was an expert in Chumash. And what happens? Yesiv Rabbi Hanin Akora, this Rabbi Hanin Akora, the expert in Chumash, he sat in front of Rabbi Anayi, And he sat and he said, "Halocha krabiuda the Aloha follows Rabbi Yuda legame the Aloha of the Evolvams Yerusha. Omalay, so Rabbi Anayi told him, "Po." Kari kari Recite your 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 verses, your psukim outside. and haloch because haloch is na le Now it's interesting. First of all, here, ready the acronym ready note very carefully. Right here is puk kro puk kari Go and recite the psukim outside. Usually, to a tana say puk tani libro so you're saying you should read the psukim outside okay interesting that the the, the whole story focuses on the fact that he was an expert on Chumash but interestingly enough there is Rabbi Halina Kara is brought in the Bavli basically four times one time is that he says that how they told him how to divide the psukim which is basically his job right but then three cases he quotes a halacha is the exact same thing yesiv the and Yasi from he sat in front of Rabbi, of Rabbi Anay, and he said a hey, halacha ligabi He said one one musaf, and uh, he said halacha is like this. And uh, Rabbi Anai answered, says no, puk kari khalibra, go read the psukim outside, in halocha And it's interesting that the only three times he brought is the exact same story. So it's one possibility that all happened at the same time. He was sitting with Rabi and he mentioned the three alohas, and on all of them, Rabi did not agree and said, you should read the Psukim outside, even though you would not read the Psukim. Another possibility, I think, is the following. Rabi conveyed alohas. I'm sorry, not Rabi but Rav Korah conveyed alohas. But Abhaninach Kora's expertise was in the Chumash. And what Rabbi told him is your expertise in the Chumash that you have to know very carefully the psukim not to change to, to have a very verbatim reading in halacha that doesn't work. In halacha when you transmit halacha, you have to have a lot more nuance to understand exactly what the situation is what the people are arguing exactly where it goes there is more balance. So your Expertise in being a teacher of Chumash precludes you from really conveying the Halacha. So, therefore, it was a model. Rabbi yani told him, Ein haloha, pum You should go ahead and say outside. You should really teach outside, not." quote halochas. That's not your expertise. So the Gemara is using the same model to all the halach that Rabbi Hanina Korah transmitted. You assume that the same issue that Rabbi had in one of them applies to the three. So the Bible is applying the same model to Rabbi Hanina Korah's transmission. And therefore any haloch which doesn't relate to his expertise, he's not trusted. But the only time he's trusted is something which is, relates to him, like the and of Kofzain. And that's a model that we're going to see throughout the Bavli. That appears to be the, the same story repeated again and again and again. It does make sense, but Rabbi Isaac Halevi already says that the Gemara applies the methodology and the system to various other situations because the Gemara assumes that the same will apply in. Various instances, even though it only happened once. If this is the case, it makes sense. The next story, the Gemara. The Gemara then says, eitana, eitana kamit there was an incident that the Tana who recites the bright thought. We're going to see who he is. That he went in front of Nachman and he said the opposite. Ein so Omar Leh Sor of Nachman answers the Tana Elakiman. So if not Rabbiuda, who is the aloha like? Keraboran? So you tell me the K'rabon and P'shita, that's simple. Yehud, we don't have to state the Haloha K'rabi. Or malei, so the tana and Sutra B'Nachman, should I remove the brighter when I quote it in the future? Or malei, at Haloha at Let me explain to you how it happened. Originally, you had the same thing as Rav Makara saying, Haloha. And we a problem. How can we And you changed. Now that you changed, it makes sense, right? The reason why you changed it was not necessary is because the original girlsa was wrong. What is the story? Who is the Tana? We know that the Tana is the reciter of the Thought. We know that the, the Yeshivas had somebody called the Tana, and the Tana is called a Tana because he basically memorized the Divrei Atanoim. He was the human tape recorder of the Yeshivas, because we know they learn Balpe. When you learn Balpe, you need somebody to recite. The Brightoth that they were throughout there. On the Mishnah itself, was it recited by Atana or not? Is showing him? Clearly, it's something hybrid. There were some written copies, but most of it was learned by But those bright thoughts were always Alpha, and the Atana recited it. Now, interestingly, what were the requirements and the qualifications for Atana? So I'm sure Lieberman only writes in his books that the Tana qualification is clearly he needed to have a phenomenal memory to remember the bright thought. But what's important is he, his qualification is that he wasn't supposed to be very smart. Just opposite. You look for a Tana that was actually dumb. That's why the Gemara says, actually, in so it base the Tani Tana by the Tana repeats and has no idea what he says. Because that's the most the best Tana. Why? Because the big fear of the Tana is exactly what happened in our Gemara, That if he saw a tradition, and if he was too smart, he would try to alter. Like in our case, our case is exactly the issue with the tanoim. The Tanoim, if he was too smart, he memorized the halocha. And then he memorized the and he said, you know something, the Bryce makes no sense, and you change it. So the editing, the amending, the changing was what they were afraid. And therefore, the Thomas qualification was specifically to maintain the tradition verbatim, and you wanted somebody who wasn't so smart, and therefore he would not temper the tradition, our situation is exactly this, right? There is a Tanitana coming of Nachman, and he quotes in his memorization Ein Halacha. When he quotes a Bachleik's Rebbe and he quotes Ein Halacha, and Ein Halacha asks Rav Nachman, does it make sense. Why did he memorize an Halacha? Because that is something which is very obvious. There's no reason to memorize." I always say there is a limited number of brain cells in the tana, you don't want to use it for nothing. So why to memorize in haloha karabiuda? That's simple. So the surmised that really the tradition had been Haloha which is very similar to the to B'chanin meaning that was the tradition that was out there. And that tradition was by mistake, was memorized verbatim. But at that time the Tana for some reason doesn't have to be this specific Tana, because all that is this specific Tana, how did he forget, even though the Rishash does say that this Tana was the Tana who was smart, quote-unquote, and decided to temper the tradition from halacha to in halacha. But perhaps throughout the system, somebody out there changed and said, okay, halacha krabiuda makes no sense. And therefore he said, ain't halacha krabiuda. He did exactly what the Tanaim are not supposed to do. But in this case, Rav Nachman said, the fact that you remember that you memorized halacha tells me that this is not the original text, but anyway, it was right because it was a mistake of the transmission. Therefore, you don't have to erase from, your, from the nusach that you are actually transmitting because this at the end is right. So here is very interesting. Rabchanina Korah remembered verbatim. And he's not supposed to, because the Amuroim are supposed to understand, to have nuance. And that's what Rabbiana tells Nakora, you should be teaching Chumash, not transmitting Halochas. But the Tana is exactly the opposite. Here's a Tana which is the opposite complete opposite of the Korah, that he was supposed to memorize verbatim. But this is a case where the Tana tempered the tradition, but Nachman was very careful and he realized that if the recitation of the text included part of text that was unnecessary, that was using memory for nothing. It must be that this is really a tempering of the original text, but in the end it was right. So I think that these two stories of Rabbi Yanai, of Rab Hanina Kora, and the Tan of Rav Nachman teach us a lot about the transmission of the Bavli during the great time that it was oral. We know that the Bavli was oral for hundreds of years meaning as we will go through in our future shurim the, the, the earliest earliest writings of the bavli is probably the end of the 8th century but the bavli continued being learned orally up to the 11th century up to the time of the Rishonim when the bavli moved away from bavel into tunisia and europe and therefore the system of how to memorize who to carry the traditions was very important amoraim were supposed to be people with understanding to be able to give the nuance of the psak the tana was exactly the opposite it was supposed to have no nuance no judgments just a verbatim Transmission. And the like Rabbiana and Nachman, were very, very careful to make sure that the transmission was accurate and pristine. And Ivomus Memmudalev is an example of how the system worked.